Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. Thanks for joining us on Primetime. Bharati Jagdish with you. Now, if you recall, in his National Day rally speech last week, Prime Minister Lee Hsien Loong highlighted Singapore's need for greater self-reliance and for free-flowing trade. He also pointed out the need, of course, for continuous upskilling of the workforce. You're going to need all the skills you can get in order to be able to capitalise on free-flowing trade and to be self-reliant. Of course, a fresh emphasis on the pandemic prompted flexibility and automation at the country's main air and sea ports as well. According to research by Corn Ferry, by 2030, the skilled labour shortage in tech could grow to 4.3 million workers. And as the Prime Minister said in his speech, the government has been planning ahead to attract and retain top talent in our economy. Andy Sim is VP and MD of Singapore at Dell Technologies. He's going to be talking to us all about upskilling through tech. Hi, Andy. Hey, good afternoon, Bharati. Glad to have you on. Andy, the thing is, we've been talking about upskilling, reskilling, the skills shortages in the tech industry for so long now. At this point, what specific types of tech skills would the future workforce really need? And by future, I just mean from now till the end of time. I know it's impossible to tell, but how should they be calibrating their upskilling journey in order to ensure that we are not in a place where we continue to have skill shortages? Certainly, you know, um, education and technology are the equalizers for societies and nations. And that's why, you know, our, our government has put in so much emphasis to make sure that, you know, we have a resilient workforce that is future-proof. So you got to also remember that training has to be relevant. Just like learning a language, you know, if you don't use it, it is no use. And you learn something or you a new skill that you don't use it at all, it is no use as well. So how do we upskill uh, our workforce? Uh, uh, that's, you know, very important. And we really have to look at, you know, how can we support STEM, you know, in science, technology, uh, engineering, and math, right? So... The national rally, uh, in the national rally, we did talk about, you know, rather TM Lee did talk about um, the Singapore government, you know, have to plan ahead to attract and retain top talents. Uh, recently, you know, we've announced the Overseas Networks and Expertise Pass uh, for five years. Mm. And this is very important because if you look at uh, tech, especially in the area of uh, IT, the range is very wide from a technician you know, all the way to a data scientist. Exactly. So, you know, we have to fight for talent uh, in, in, in Singapore, uh, especially in the area of cybersecurity, in artificial intelligence, and in data analytics. Because if we don't have them here, somebody will have them in some other countries. Okay, so while we try to attract foreign talent with all of these skills, what about developing Singaporean talent, the Singaporean core? Absolutely, that's, uh, that's really the plan. If you look at uh, our education system, you know, whether is it uh, the higher institutions, you know, or in schools and all that, we're encouraging everyone to learn STEMs. Now, uh, at Dell Technologies, uh, we have actually uh, invested uh, $50 million in this area. So we have built our you know, global innovation hub to make sure that we accelerate the development uh, in digital uh, experiences, for example, like AR, VR, in areas like cybersecurity, cloud-native uh, architecture, data analytics, edge computing, uh, um, uh, to name a few examples. Um, and we have also looked at 
several areas to train, uh, whether, whether it's students, you know, or um, uh, this uh, uh, adult workers, right? So we have a plan for to train about 3,000 uh, students and adult workers in the area of cognitive computing, uh, architectures, and all that. So they will be ready for the workforce. So this is really one, one area that we want to work on. The other one is for us to insert ourselves um, and our programs into the curriculum mm. so that, you know, by the time they come out to work in the three to five years' time, you know, they will be ready for the workforce. Uh, so we'll sign up with uh, um, an MOU with uh, some of the institutions like SMU, SIT, Nanyang Polytechnic, Nyan Polytechnic, and Singapore Polytechnic, and we're speaking to the others, right, to come on board so that, you know, we can really train the skill set. And you can see how, you know, when the private and public come together, we can enhance ourselves, you know, and really, you know, get the uh, talent workforce ready for the job market. The thing is, Andy, because of our low birth rates, we're seeing an aging population, a rapidly aging population, and a shrinking workforce. So I think the question is, no matter how far you go in terms of training the local workforce, we probably won't have enough, right? We'll always need foreign talent. No, that's absolutely Unless true. we all start having more babies. Uh, you <laughs> right? know, and, and, and our little red dot may not be able to accompany, uh, accommodate so many people. A uh, few areas that you know, we have to look at, uh, one is to upskill you know, the, the, the population, especially in the area of tech, so that the appreciation of technology is better. Because with technology and education, we can actually improve everyone's life. So that's really one area. The second one is really to attract people to come and train us Mm. and transfer the knowledge, transfer the knowledge to us so that we can start developing our capabilities and uh, even look at innovation. So that's the second area. And how do we do that to attract people to come in? One is the workforce, you know, with all the, uh, the special parts that we talked about and all that. The other one is to really look at study awards, mm. to get students to come and join us, right? And then expand that, that knowledge. Now, can we ask people to give, you know, to give birth and have more babies and all that? <laughs> I think it's difficult, right? I think it's difficult. Uh, but we can certainly attract more people to come and join force with us. But, you know, we should not restrict ourselves to, to the size of the country and the, the size of our population. Mm. As, as we grow our enterprise and we grow further, we can extend out and build our uh, uh, entrepreneurship, you know, in other countries and do tie-ups with other countries and really look at, you know, the whole uh, global network and, and really reach out. Um, that's, one, that's one area, right? The other one I think is important for us is also to look at the, uh, the women population. So some activities that we have at Dell is we, we have a, what we call a moonshot goal. By mm. 2030, we want to make sure that 50% of our employees are female mm. and 40% of our leaders are female. So this is, 
this is really a, a start, you know, for a company can uh, set a goal for, for ourselves. You have to be able to keep these women in their jobs and to give them the opportunities to be promoted. I think something that a lot of companies are struggling with because they Absolutely. always say that, yeah, you know, when the women go off to have children, the maternity leave and looking after the kids tends to hold them back from progressing in their careers. So what exactly are you doing in order no, to and- encourage parity, you know, encourage Encourage no. parity at home so that there's parity at the workplace. Sure. Well, it starts with mindset change, you know, and embracing this uh, new direction. Uh, the second thing, and I like to quote uh, Michelle Obama, right? She said that when girls are educated, their countries become stronger and more prosperous. Mm. And I really believe in that. You know, I've got, I've got daughters. Uh, I've got a daughter, rather, you know, and I really want to see her successful. So, mm. you know, I, I want her to be able to to do well in school and contribute to the society. Andy, I wonder, because some experts have been saying that one way that companies can help is by ensuring that their male employees also can take time off to look after the kids, to share the responsibilities at home. Is that something that you guys are doing as well? You know, get parity at home so that you can get parity at the workplace? Yeah. I think it is a, it's a new uh, um, uh, work environment, right? this hybrid workforce, that allow us to, you know, work from home and, and, and to maintain the work-life balance. Uh, the other one is, to, you know, for the companies, is to actually have uh, resource groups, right, to support both the male and the female organization. Mm. For example, at Dell, we have uh, a resource group called um, uh, Family. And, and what, it, what we do is to make sure that we talk about family balance, we talk. We set up a uh, um, facilities, you know, to help people. We, we set up uh, focus groups so can, we can talk about it. That's one area. The other one is that we have women in action. We support our women to go out and reach out to either train and help other women or to form mentor mentor connect uh, uh, programs so that we can pass our experience and guide other people, whether it's in our industry or in other industries. You know, we run more uh, women workforce. Right. You really need to harness every member of the workforce. Women, even ageing workers, right? So ageism is something that needs to be addressed as well. If a person can still work, wants to continue working, they should be allowed to thrive in companies too, right? Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right on on that. You know, there are a lot of uh, um, retirees or some people who have decided decided that, you know, they don't want to spend so much time at work, you know, they can still continue to contribute. And which is why it is important for us to use technology to allow them to contribute to the society, right, in this uh, hybrid workforce. When you talk about using technology, what are you referring to in this context? You know, the call of hybrid workforce is actually the PC. Mm. You know, you think about the <laughs> pandemic <laughs> time. Without the PC, you will not be able to gain access to the, the, the workload and the applications and all that. Right. Now, Andy, the thing is, I have seen some surveys that show while individuals want to upskill and are interested in career development, a lot of companies don't support their employees when it comes to career development and when it comes to upskilling because they're so busy putting out fires in other areas. Usually these are the smaller companies. What's your advice to them? How can they be encouraged to support their employees through this? There's a clear business case for it, isn't yes. there? Yeah. I, I would suggest that all companies, especially SMEs, 
uh, who are looking in this at this area to join two federations in Singapore. We have the SG Tech Federation, uh, where we where we have about a thousand over members and all the different uh, uh, discipline and committees to help SMEs to look at uh, curriculum, look at training, uh, look at shared resources, and all that. We also have the Singapore Computer Society, which is uh, an individual uh, membership uh, organization where we talk about the future, where we where we bring like-minded people together in technology to innovate, to help, you know, with the workforce. So as we come together as a community and get connected with each other, you know, we can now expand our scope uh, and embrace this workforce and educate ourselves, you know, upskill ourselves. Thanks very much for that, Andy. Andy Sim, VP and Managing Director of Singapore Dell Technologies. Thanks for joining us on Primetime. You take care, Andy. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.